Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Van Maren Show on LifeSiteNews.com. If you are a parent, today's show is going to be especially important for you to listen to because we do a lot of interviews with pro-life activists, with academics, with journalists, kind of discussing the various contours of the culture wars. But today I'm going to be talking to Kristen Jensen. Those of you who are involved in the anti-porn side of the social conservative world will recognize her as the author of the book, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, which is a book written to porn-proof your kids to introduce these topics to them in an age-appropriate way. Uh, Her work is so incredibly essential. I've talked to so many kids, teenagers, who got exposed to porn at age 5, 6, 7, 8. I've talked to kids who got addicted when they were 7, 8, or 9. And increasingly, in a digital world surrounded by screens, we need to take the steps to make sure that our kids are protected. And so Kristen Jensen's organization, which was Protect Young Minds, has recently gone through a rebrand. And so I've had her on the show before, but we had her back on to talk to parents about how they can do this. If you're a grandparent, uh, please do pass this on to parents, because the most important thing uh, that we can do for our kids is to to protect them and to defend them. And in in a world filled now with pornography. Pornography is one of the things that we need to protect them from the most. So here is a discussion on precisely how you can get started doing just that. Hey, Kristen. Well, I've known about your work for for quite a long time, and some of our listeners will be familiar with what you do. But before we get to the the rebranding of your work that you've recently launched, maybe familiarize our listeners with with the work that you've been engaged in now for years already. Yeah, Jonathan, it's great to be here with you. Um, Well, about 10 years ago, maybe a little more, I ran into a mom whose son had gotten into pornography and had other experiences that led him to act out sexually on his younger brothers and sisters. I could see that this was a problem, and I wanted to find a resource for this mom to help her talk to her younger younger kids about the dangers of pornography. And I thought I could just go on Amazon and find the book, you know, and send it to her. And when I couldn't find anything, and then I started to do more research, I realized there needed to be a book, not only for her kids, but I could view in the future, I would have grandchildren, I'd want something for them. So I started writing good pictures, bad pictures, porn proofing today's young kids. And um, it gives kids a definition of pornography, uh, age appropriate definition, talks about the dangers of it, uh, gives them a warning and a plan for what to do when they see it. Um, so a, a definition, a warning and a plan. And uh, then uh A few years later, I got asked by so many parents to write a book for younger children. And now we have uh, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior, uh, A Simple Plan to Protect Young Minds. What's the age range for the young version? Three to six-year-olds, although, you know, that's really up to the parent. I've read it to my two-year-old grandson, and I know other parents that have used it for eight-year-olds. So it just really, it's just a much simpler version of it. It still includes a definition of bad pictures. You don't have to use the word pornography if you don't want to. Um, It gives uh, a a warning and a plan, but it's very simplified. The original book goes into brain science, your thinking brain, your feeling brain, 
how they work together, how an addiction is formed, and really applies to addictions of all kinds, whether you're talking to substances, screen addictions, video addictions, or addictions to pornography. When you went looking for a resource that didn't exist and decided to write one, how did you figure out how to write a book for kids about this subject? I feel like I had inspiration and I had a lot of help from a lot of other brains. I just started by thinking of this as a conversation because I wanted to model a conversation. Um, I wanted to model a parent being proactive and bringing this up with their child and not just waiting maybe to find out the child had seen something. You know, I wanted to model a proactive parent. And then I just started with, you know, some of the concepts that I had learned as I had gone online and watched videos and I'd read books and articles and pulled together really what happens to the brain, especially the brain of a young child when they start to, when it starts to be sexualized prematurely by toxic sexual content material, which is, you know, what porn is. So I did major in English. I don't know, maybe that helped. Um, I feel like I did know how to write but took a lot of time and used a lot of beta testing with parents and I would put it out and they would read it to their kids and I would interview them for like an hour a piece and find out what vocabulary wasn't working or if it was too long or it took like three years <laughs> to do all this. And um, I thought it would just take a few weeks, but I would, that was naive of me at the beginning, but um I did it because I also wanted to make sure that uh, parents could use this resource uh, before they even talked about sex. Although I do believe talking about sex early is critical because that's why kids go to porn so often or get pulled into it. But I wanted to be able to have parents feel comfortable talking about this in a science-based way that just makes it super, super easy. If you look at all the comments on all the reviews on Amazon, that is the one thing they have in common is it's just really comfortable, really easy. And parents learn a lot as well. We started off by talking about the solution here. Let's delineate the problem a little bit further. I've, I've been, uh, I've been like doing talks and presentations on pornography for, for just over 10 years. And one of the things that's really struck me in the time I've been doing those talks is that the age at which people tell me they were first exposed to porn continues to go down. Uh, the other day I, I talked to a kid who was 15. He'd been hooked on porn since he was five. So 10 years and he was only 15 years old. And uh, previous to that, the youngest kid I'd met who was hooked on porn had been, had been seven. I'd heard of kids been, who had been exposed before the age of seven. But for an addiction to start that early was, was, was really, really crazy to me. So when you wrote this book to fill a need, um, what was that need? And, and do you think the need for your resources have increased over the past decade? I wrote the book because, yes, I could see that younger and younger children were getting exposed to pornography, they were caught off guard. And I don't know about you, Jonathan, but I don't do very well when I'm caught off guard, when I have no idea what I just saw or how I should respond. But if somebody helps me understand that, if I understand what's going on and I have a response ready, I can do much better. So that's 
really so much um, why I wrote the book back then. And I remember when I would tell people, now this was back in 2000, oh, 12, 13, 14, I would tell people that I was writing a book for kids ages seven to 11. And they were like, seven-year-olds? Why would you ever tell a kid, talk to a kid that's age seven about pornography? And I'm like, well, they're getting into it. So like, what are we going to (laughs) do? You know, we've been trying the other, you know, I always say there's like two ways you can look at it, right? There's, there's the uh, cross your fingers plan, right? And hope that your kid will not see it until after you started the conversation. Um, Or there's the proactive, you know, defensive plan where you begin to defend your children uh, against these dangers, just like you do every other danger. And to answer your second question, absolutely yes. It's just getting worse as far as the uh, exposure of children to this kind of content. And I just can't even imagine really myself when I was that age, I can't imagine getting exposed to pornography and it's not the pornography of yesteryear, right? It's not the pornography of the playboys of the sixties and seventies and eighties. It's, it's really much more, much worse, much more degrading. We could go on and on about what is in your typical porn film but that would probably turn a lot of your listeners off. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's bad. It's worse than you can imagine. And for young children to see it, it's, it's just a a crime. It's a crime really. I think it's good for the the listeners to understand it though. So, because, you know, there's a lot of parents um, who listen and, and, and many of them I know will already have your book, good pictures, bad pictures, but many of them are trying to navigate how young is too young to talk about this? When should we bring these subjects up? And the big question is the why. There's a lot of parents, I think, who, because they don't want to think about their kids being exposed to this, have kind of convinced themselves that it's all going to be okay. So maybe make the case to the listeners for why they should be porn-proofing their kids, even at an age when the parental mind rebels against the idea that we have to discuss these things. We would love our children to have this childhood of complete innocence and that they don't have to know about adult problems until they are of an age where they can actually do something about these problems. Unfortunately, any opportunity that a child has to get online in any way is a portal to pornography. And I have so many stories. So I'll tell you one, there was a young boy, his mother was very careful about who he played with, about the devices. She had everything buttoned up, but she knew that nothing was going to be, you know, she couldn't raise him in a bubble. And she knew that there was a chance that he was going to see pornography. In fact, she pretty much knew it wasn't if it was when, but she really worked hard to keep him protected. He was about, you know, I don't know, seven years old when uh, there was a new family moved into the block and uh, she hadn't checked them out yet. But the little boy that was her son's age came over and said, Hey, you want to go ride bikes? And they came in and asked if they could go back to his house to get his bike. And she said, well, what could happen? Right just go back, get the bike, come back, and you can ride around the cul-de-sac or whatever. Well, when they went back, somehow they went inside for whatever reason, and the older teenage brothers were there. 
and said, hey, come look at this. And basically showed this little boy and his friend pornography. It happens just in a moment, you know, just in a blink. And you can never just, you just do not have a crystal ball. You do not know all the opportunities that your child is going to be in, whether they're at school, just in the neighborhood, uh, at a sporting event, you know, even heaven forbid at a church event. It's, it's just, it's like air pollution. I mean, it's just all around. So that's why we need to teach kids a response. We need to teach them early. And I would say as soon as they have any access to the internet, if they have any access wherever they go, grandma's house, right? Um, A friend's house. If there's any access and, you know, most three-year-olds are on iPads, then I do believe kids deserve to be warned and to be given the defensive, like the defense skills, you know, self-defense. We think about self-defense in, you know, a physical way, but we also need to think about self-defense, you know, for their brains, their hearts, their minds, their souls uh, from a, a world that at this point is not doing enough to protect and keep young children from this kind of content. How common would you say it is for kids, say, under the age of 10 to be exposed to porn? You know, it's hard to do research, right? Because you can't get a group of K through third grade, right? Five to nine-year-old kids and ask them if they've seen porn. It's difficult to do that. Uh, And it's difficult to understand the effects, really. But I would say that, again... I have heard so many stories of five-year-olds on school buses where an older kid will come and show them. And it's not that these older kids are bad kids. Kids like to share new things with each other. So it's, it's just how they're wired. Jonathan, there is a, a study, there's been several studies actually, that look at the naivete gap. It's what they call the naivete gap between parents, what they think their kids are getting into online and what the kids are actually experiencing. So several years ago, there was a study that talked about how parents underestimate by about 60%. I think the figure was they underestimate the negative experiences their kids are having online. But more recently, there was a study in, in the UK where they asked parents, you know, have your children been exposed to porn? And about uh, 25 of them said yes. And 75% said, no, nope, not my kid. Well, in reality, uh, when they asked the kids, it was like 50 to over 60% had already seen pornography. So you see the gap between 25% thinking and actually, it's more like 50 to 60%. And, and it was worse for girls. They way underestimated girls. It was more like, I think 70, 17% thought that their daughters had seen or looked at porn. And it was like 58%. So there is this naivete gap. It's been studied. So if a parent could think about that and say, 
if I'm going to be naive about this, it's going to lead to my child not having the strength and the resources and the defenses set up against this very toxic material that can hurt my child's brain, but it can also hurt their mental health. And it can put them at much higher risk for actual physical sexual exploitation. So we know that that is happening as well. Kids that look at porn, kids are groomed by porn. Kids uh, that look at porn are much more likely to engage in risky sexual behavior at earlier ages. These are all, you know, studied and and, uh, pretty much proven. There's also links between uh, especially young men who look at violent porn, which I would say most porn is violent, uh, especially towards women. So they look at this and they, they study like, okay, they ask these young men that have looked at, that look at violent porn regularly. They, they look at sexual aggression and these males are six times more likely to admit sexual aggression towards girls. And I mean, that's kind of a code word for rape. (laughs) Um, And they don't think that it's that bad. The more a person looks at porn and then you ask them um, how much time, prison time should someone serve if they rape, you know, for rape, Um, the more porn you watch, the less time you, you know, the less of a crime you think it is. So it has a lot of harmful effects on children and objectification. They, they objectify their bodies because porn is nothing more than a huge, let's teach your child to objectify themselves and think that they're nothing more than their body and their body parts. And people are objects to use and consume and buy. And that's the message of pornography, which is does not lead to good relationships in the future. You wrote this book to to help combat this. How many copies did it sell? I believe at last count we're at two hundred fifty thousand. I knew it was a huge number, uh, but that's 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 pretty mind blowing. And then you kind of started up almost uh, this this sort of brilliant little cottage industry of helping parents porn proof their kids, and it was originally called Protect Young Minds. Um, but you've done a, you've done a rebrand now. Tell, tell us about that and explain the reason why. Can I actually tell you a funny story of when I really first began, I set up a blog while I was starting to write the book. Cause somebody told me, you know, Kristen, you've got to establish your credibility as an author. I'm like, okay. So I set up this blog and I thought, what should I call it? And I thought, well, you need to inoculate children against pornography, right? By talking to them about it and teaching them what to do when they see it. Right, you need to inoculate them against pornography. So I thought, pornoculation. <laughs> That's how really kind of a weird name. I had that for a while. And then uh, my cousin, who's an attorney, one day sat me down at like a, you know, Thanksgiving. And she said, Kristen, I'm an attorney. And people pay me a lot of money for my advice. And I'm telling you, get rid of that name. It's creepy. <laughs> I'm like, what can I say? So then we went to Porn Proof Kids. But then I met another person who was has been very helpful to us. And he said, you should never lead with a negative. So then we, it was in our tagline, protect young minds. So we went to protect young minds. So that's kind of the whole evolution. <laughs> and I promise we're not going to change it again. Um, but yes, we changed it to 
defend young minds for for several reasons that uh, that I feel are very helpful. First of all, um, if we were on video, I would show you our old Protect Young Minds logo. And basically, it was a word logo, Protect Young Minds, with a, a rectangular border around it. And we thought, this is great because it looks like a fort, right? And it looks like, you know, you're really protecting your child inside this fort. But the longer I did this and the longer I talked to parents, the more I realized you cannot put your kids in a fort and you can't keep their minds in a fort. And I had a lot of parents saying, I tried to protect my children. I put filters on or I did parental controls. I tried to protect them, but it didn't work or they still saw pornography or whatever. And I just started to see some issues with the word protect. Now, I love the word protect. We still use it. Parents want to protect their children and they should. So there's nothing wrong with the word protect. However, we wanted to step it up and, and like you can protect your car by waxing it, right? You can protect your house by putting on a new roof and painting it, but that's not really uh, protecting from an enemy, right? It's not like the sun and the rain are enemies and they're trying to get your house and destroy it. But when you defend, you are defending against a known enemy. So we wanted to step it up because there are known enemies. There are known enemies that are trying to pull your kids into porn any way they can. We wanted parents to know that they can defend their children. And even if their children um, have issues, they can still defend their children. And maybe more importantly, teach their children digital defense skills. Digital defense is so important. So it all became part of our new branding, our new identity as as being defensive parents, right? Defending our children. So what, what sort of resources do you offer parents? You have the books. I know you have a blog. But so for a parent who's saying, why should I check out Defend Young Minds? Give us, give us the pitch. What sort of things do you have available for parents? We have so much for parents. We have articles that are very current, that keep you current. It's difficult to go out there and look for all of these things and read them. But we just send you an email every week, you know, and we have articles on tackling the tech and we have articles from parents. We have our, you know, we just had one very popular article from a father who had been addicted to porn. It caused him all kinds of problems and it was what he is teaching his children. We also have guides that you can download instantly, download our guides. Many of them are free. Others um, are at a very small cost, which just really helps to support our work at Defend Young Minds. So we thank everyone that purchases a guide from our website. You're really helping us do our work and reach more parents. But when you subscribe to our newsletter, we have challenges that are uh, every month we send out a challenge and every year we have um, a different theme. So we have, for example, 
Uh, one year we talked about emotional resilience. And uh, another year we've talked about how to talk to your kids about sex. So every month we have a different topic and actionable items that you can do. And this is for our subscribers. We have social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, especially Twitter. So where we engage, you know, we're coming up on 50,000 followers on our Instagram, which is just amazing. So we're just trying to get the information out there however we can. Uh, We also have a curriculum. And some of some parents that are listening might think, well, I send my kids to school and church or whatever, and I don't really need a curriculum. But this is such an easy way. It's called Brain Defense Digital Safety. And it's for kids ages 7 to 11. This is really the key time when they're getting exposed to porn and they need to know what to do. But it covers more than just pornography. It covers um, healthy tech habits, you know, limiting your screen time, choosing your content wisely, um, making sure you have a balance between screen time and in real life, right? We talk about all kinds of uh, things like being a good digital citizen and what that looks like and why you should strive to be a good digital citizen. And uh, we talk about what to do if you get bullied. We talk about, you know, keeping safe from predators. So it's 11 videos with a workbook and with also questions, discussion questions for parents. We have a special website for parents who use brain defense. So check that out uh, on our website and um, see if that might be right for you because the more you can bolster your child's defenses, I mean, you cannot do too much in this world. As a question, just for parents who are wondering, um, how do I get started? Let's say they've, you know, they've got kids and they want to start porn proofing their kids, maybe early enough. Maybe they're just realizing they need to now. How would you advise they start? Just taking that first step is the most difficult, right? It's just, ah, so um, I would say first step, go to our website and download our free guide, uh, which is how to talk to kids about pornography, uh, quick start guide. It goes through the basics, gives you some statistics, gives you some ways to talk to your children, and then lists of resources that we have. So I would just start with that. That's a very simple step. The books are a great way to begin these conversations. Kids seem to really enjoy these books. I get so many parents saying that this is my kid's favorite book. And I did not see that coming, Jonathan, (laughs) at all. (laughs) So many kids love it because they feel empowered, right? They feel like they're being treated like, you know, this is important information, And I trust that you can, you know, handle this information. And so, so many kids really, and they enjoy learning about their brain. Obviously, I recommend the books, but there's a lot you can do. Uh, Just get that guide um, and and take that first step. Um, My, my, my husband's kind of a a geek, a nerd. He, he minored in physics (laughs) and um, he talks about activation energy. You know, it's the energy that you have to put into getting over that first barrier, right? To do something. So I know sometimes there's a, a, I get it. I understand this is a difficult topic, but you can do it. I know parents can do it. And once you start, you feel so much better. You, you start to feel like, okay, maybe I can 
and I can actually deal with this problem and I don't have to hide from it. I can actually deal with it. And we're, we're going to be there for you. We're going to be walking in the walk with you and helping you mentor your children. So our tagline is empowered, resilient, screen smart kids. And that's what we want for you and for all the parents that are listening is to have empowered, resilient, screen smart kids. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for joining us and taking the time to share all of this and for all of your work on this. Thanks, Jonathan. I so appreciate you having me on. And it's a tough topic, but I know parents, once they get started, they feel so much better. So go to Defend Young Minds and download the free guide and get the articles. And um, you're just going to feel a burden relieved from your shoulder. But can I just end with one more story? A nine-year-old, this is just one of my favorite stories. His mom read him good pictures, bad pictures. Again, you don't have to do that, but you can, you can warrant, you can have these conversations, right? So he knew what to do. Um, he went to school, a friend, you know, he's in the third grade, a friend showed him pornography. He recognized it. He knew what to do. He went home and he said, mom, I was scared, but I knew what to do. I was scared, but I knew what to do. And all of our kids, none of them deserve to face the porn industry alone. And they don't have to be scared. They can know what to do. And you don't have to be scared either. You can know what to do too. So thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was my interview with Kristen Jensen of Defend Young Minds. If you want to check out other shows, please go to lifesightnews.com and click on the podcast tab. You can find our shows there and you can subscribe to get future shows. You can get our content wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks so much for joining us this week and we hope you'll join us again next week.